Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast, supporting health professionals to realise a healthier future for Australians through connected healthcare. Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew Rochford, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting from and in which you are listening. I wish to acknowledge their continuing connection to land, sea and community, and I pay my respects to them and to Elders past, present and emerging, and extend the respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples that are joining us today. For our podcast today, we are sticking with cybersecurity, and we're going to be talking about backups, prepare for an emergency. The experts that are going to be helping us work our way through this are Donna Alexander, cybersecurity professional with the Australian Digital Health Agency, Greg Gebhardt, who is a senior trainer for the eSafety Commissioner, Ben Wilkins, a clinical reference lead at the Australian Digital Health Agency and a pharmacist. Ben also serves in the regulatory, public and not-for-profit sector. And Brianna Mewad, who's provider adoption lead with the Australian Digital Health Agency and former practice manager. Thank you all for joining me today. All right, to kick things off, um, I might ask you, Greg, can you give us an idea of what a backup is and why it's so important for healthcare organisations to have a robust backup process? Well, I think a really good point here is the last thing you want to do is lose important data. And uh, it certainly means that uh, whatever we do that's valuable, we should have a copy of it in case uh, something occurs. And uh, we see all sorts of cases where uh, people get locked out of devices, where a hard drive becomes corrupted, uh, where the file's overwritten by something. I think it's important when we're talking the context today too to relate to not just work-related but personal data and that. So uh, basically um, be putting it back up as getting a copy of your content, putting it somewhere. Now, that could be uh, in the cloud. It could be on an external device. Uh, and again, uh, we'll probably talk a bit more about this, but uh, the location of where you back up is just as important. Uh, the last thing you want is your uh, backup beside your computer and then uh, perhaps there's a fire and you lose the backup and the um, original content. So uh, there's a lot I think we can unpack in today's session about uh, the importance to have copies of uh, all uh, the important data and documents that you uh, have in your organisation. I think that's a wonderful summary. Did anyone have anything else that they'd like to add? Andrew, I think it's really important in healthcare where it's 24-7 and always on that the way the data is backed up helps the organisation to quickly and easily restore it and that there's also a plan for what to do in that downtime. Do you go back to good old pen and paper? How do you continue to help your patients? Andrew, it's important to differentiate backups from redundancy. I know in the pharmacy game for years, we've always had these mirrored hard drives for business continuity, just in case your hardware fails. The, the landscape has changed so significantly. So it's not just that disaster of the hardware, but we've also got all the cybersecurity threats. Uh, we've got fires and floods, which have been pretty common across our country as well. And just what Greg brought up as well, the, the corrupt and overwritten files, we've accidentally deleted stuff. It's really important to have backups now for multiple reasons. And I'm aware that a lot of uh, the standard practice is to look at your clinical data, let's say your patient files. It's really relevant, though, to consider all your other documentations and uh, your whole system backup. And 
just saying, oh, it's done in the cloud is probably not adequate because we've got a limitation on bandwidth. Uh, and to back up to a cloud, is a, it takes a very long time compared to do it, doing it locally on, let's say, something like a USB. So I think backup needs to be thought of in the context of insurance. It's your likelihood and your consequence. How much risk are you willing to take or how much downtime are you happy to digest? Is it is it a day, a week or a month? Uh, and is it just your patient files or is it across your whole business? Now, what I'm hoping for is is for you to share some personal experience. Give our listeners some understanding from any situations you may have been a part of or been aware of that will help give evidence to why backups are so important. Donna, can I start with you? Thanks, Andrew. I think one of the most recent things that I've become aware of was a cyber incident in Victoria. This cyber attack left the organisation unable to access any files and they ended up reverting to pen and paper for a few days while things were brought back online. They also needed to suspend Category 2 surgeries. Those are procedures that can be performed within 90 days. So these types of incidents have a, a very big impact in terms of the way you deliver healthcare services and the types of healthcare services that can be delivered when you've got to revert to different methods of, of operating as a business. I think that another one that comes to mind that we shouldn't forget, even though it was back in 2017, was the WannaCry ransomware attack that affected 150 countries around the world. And it's been estimated in, in causing over $4 billion worth of damages, along with the same in types of interruptions to service that I've spoken about. So this is why it's really, really important to do something as simple as backing up this data and making it easy to restore. Ben? Just picking up on Donna's point, a lot of hospitals, uh, well, a lot of systems, networks or districts are connected. So it usually is quite across quite a wide geographic area uh, when, there, when there's a, a cybersecurity breach. Uh, and New Zealand themselves, with the COVID vax booking people and the vulnerability there, affected 700-odd people's health data. Uh, and at the back end of last year in New York, the, the attacks there affected seven hospitals. They had to shut down the chemo, the mammogram, and screening-style appointments. So they have quite significant consequences for care for patients. So I think that's um, relevant to keep in mind. I just wanted to give some examples of some pharmacies also. Uh, one I'm aware of recently, the staff member had clicked on an email, uh, which they only do from one terminal, but it actually went across their network and they had to get in a new computer and the software provider for the patient records for dispensing, uh, they took about a day and a half to reinstall it because doing it over the internet, you're limited by your bandwidth, which I mentioned earlier. So the cloud backups can sometimes be a disadvantage in the event when you need to respond uh, and get back up and running. Brianna? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, a couple of examples of sort of more smaller organisation type scenarios 
I've had the pleasure of working in a couple of different primary health networks in Queensland and New South Wales and and also an example of where a practice had been held for ransom. So it was actually a, a, a cyber attack, unfortunately, and they couldn't use their backup because uh, the backup had failed and they had only had one backup. Um, so it really was a stark reminder as well to make sure that we were all having more than one backup and there was a process in place to follow um, should this happen as well in our other practices. Another example is is a lost backup drive. So, you know, it, it's also important not only to have the backups and be doing them, but what our um, process is once that backup is removed from the premises and um, taken off site. Um, because as you can imagine, with a lost physical drive, it was really stressful until it was found because that is a huge potential data breach. And it really prompted us to think about um, enhancing the level of encryption and password protection on those backups as well. Uh, ben? Brianna, I really liked what you pointed out there. and Having more than one backup, having a plan of what's on site and the backups you might take off site. One of the simplest things to bear in mind or the simplest way to avoid a, a corruption with your backup is actually to remove and rotate your external storage device. And what's interesting with our standard operating systems, Windows or Mac, is they allow backups to occur even every 15 minutes or whatever you want, hourly, daily, etc. What that usually means is that you leave your external storage device that houses the backup plugged in the whole time. And if you have a breach of the ports, that will get corrupted as well in most circumstances. So I think it's really important to remember on-site, off-site, what's your plan? Greg, do you have anything to add around the, the good backup process that, that people should have in place? Any tips around testing and how potentially they can store that data offline as well? Yeah, I think uh, there's been a number of cases I've heard of, uh, not so much recently, but uh, in the past where people have done an amazing job with backups only to uh, have a system failure and uh, when they went to the backup, realised it wasn't actually being recorded or it wasn't working or it wasn't uh, able to uh, bring it back to a new drive. So I think it's important to do a test uh, when you've done uh, some type of backup, see if you can bring it to uh, back from the uh, resource back into your um, environment. But I also want to talk about the uh, personal part as well in this area, and I'll just uh, share with you a couple of my own experiences rather than organisations. Uh, a bit embarrassing to say, I, I guess, uh, working in my field. But uh, about five years ago, uh, I uh, had uh, a hard drive failure on my laptop. Now, I do do backups, but I was pretty busy for uh, three weeks uh, working around Australia, and I lost three weeks of data uh, on my own device. And uh, I can tell you that it might not sound a lot, but three weeks of uh, content, information going on, uh, the cloud backup wasn't really a thing at the time, and uh, it was really a stressful period. So I've actually put in new uh, programs at home. So uh, firstly, I back up every Friday night, uh, regardless. Uh, I have two external hard drives, and uh, I back up the really important content. Uh, again, I'm not going to back up the whole lot because most of it's been backed up the Friday before, but I back up all the new content. Uh, one of them goes into a fireproof safe, so it can't uh, 
uh, disappear if there's an accident. Uh, the other one sits uh, in the background here. And I do that because I've had a hard drive that's failed that was the backup system. So I was transferring content across onto the backup and uh, I didn't have the original kept there and I lost content from there. So the two backups and uh, I also have cloud backup. We now find that uh, some of the different services will uh, have functions that can back up your personal content in there. Um, but also I just want to mention that sometimes the smallest things make a difference. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my uh, micro SD card failed in my mobile phone. And uh, the uh, outcome of that is I saw all my photos on there and I had backed them up uh, about two months ago, but it's not something I would do every week just because of their personal photos. But we need to think about not just the organisation, but your personal use as well. Absolutely. And thank you for being so honest and sharing, Greg. Yeah, I think it's good for us all to understand it can happen to anyone, even those in the business, and that's why it is so so important for us to take it seriously. Donna, do you have anything that you could help to offer to people when it comes to you know creating that good backup process? Yeah, I think that there's a rule out there called the three two one rule of backups, which is to make three copies of every important piece of information, and some of those might be soft copies, and some of them might be hard copies to store that information in a couple of different formats and to keep a copy off-site. I think the other thing that perhaps organisations can do is talk to their IT specialists or their security operation um, area or, or provider about extra things you could do to make sure that the information's safe, the larger types of organisations can monitor big workforces um, where they are creating lots and lots of new data every single day. And for those um, at that end of the scale, the backups might be more frequent and the checks might be a little bit different. But for smaller healthcare businesses, it might be more appropriate that those backups are done at the end of the day and tested annually. So, yeah, I think that uh, thinking about the actual volume of new information that's being handled throughout the organisation every day should be a, a key consideration when you're designing your backup processes. Ben? Donna, I really like your three, two, one rule of backups uh, with the two different formats and keeping one off-site. The frequency is something uh, that comes to mind and it's really around what you're willing to bear and how robust your backup process needs to be. I think you, as an individual, we need to ask how much pain am I willing to accept if my system totally goes down? And if you're okay to lose a day or a week or a month, then I think that determines your backup frequency. And a lot of the time in business or practice or our organisations will think of patient data and patient files. I really like, Greg, your personal and home experience because most of us have, on average, 17 devices at home. So we really want to be backing up our, our phones, our tablets, our laptops and our iPads. So we really need quite a comprehensive plan of backup and uh, that's something, I think, to bear in mind. Greg? Yeah, just the other part I thought that can really help streamline some of the backups is uh, trying to think about what you've actually put in place in your policy and procedures, because really this is something you need to define within the organisation and uh, having it uh, written down that the backups are going to be done weekly, 
daily uh, on the fly uh, where it's stored. A very good, really important to have documentation around that. And that gives you a clear vision of what the backup system is that you put in place and what the procedures are to uh, make sure that that's uh, occurring in a regular time. Brianna, can you help organisations that are thinking about getting uh, a backup process in place on, on how they should start and, and make some of those decisions? Certainly. So I think the first thing is to identify the data that needs to be backed up. Um, so as uh, Ben mentioned, what information is important to back up and how frequently. So um, it may not be your entire database every day. It may be your, you know, clinical information, for example, weekly, and then your appointment book every day, whatever you decide is important. Also thinking about your business data, not just your clinical data, and first identify, you know, what you want to back up and and how uh, frequently you would like to back it up. So then selecting your backup method where you either back up your data via a cloud-based storage system or using those physical drives that we spoke about, or maybe it's a combination of both. So as an Australian healthcare provider, being aware of your obligations in regards to the Australian privacy laws should be really at the top of your mind. And it's also another reason for having good backup process as well. So it's also important to note that cloud service providers offer off-site storage that is accessed by the internet rather than those physical drives that that we may be using. So if you're using those cloud service providers, checking where that service provider stores their data, whether it's in Australia locally or whether it's overseas. And again, this will help uh, you meet your legislative requirements around that. Thanks, Brianna. Uh, Ben? Brianna, thanks for pointing out the, the cloud one. The other component in your business you might want to back up particularly in the context of cloud discussion, is your website. Lots of businesses spend a lot of time getting their website forward-facing for their customers. Uh, And on occasions when that data is lost and you've got to rebuild it, it's very painful. And we all expect our providers have that saved in the cloud. I've come across experiences where that's not the case. So that's potentially another avenue within your business that you might want to look at periodically backing up. Can I ask now that each of you offer some final thoughts, conclusions, tips for people uh, about making sure their backups and their processes are in place, you know, just in case that emergency that none of us hope will happen uh, potentially does. I might start with you, Donna. Thanks, Andrew. I want to give a bit of a, um, a psychological tip, which is to think like the person who is trying to steal the data. And their main driver, research has shown, is financial. So what could someone want to take that could earn the money on a black market? So what's in your database? Where are things stored? Where is that valuable information? And have you backed that up first and correctly? There are also um, opportunities that all some cyber criminals will look for around stealing your intellectual property. Are you an organisation that's developing something for your competitive advantage? For example, many people are involved in in developing and improving COVID-19 vaccines, and that's very attractive and, and could make money for a cyber criminal. 
So that's my big tip. And the other thing I would add is that there are many places where you can go for support. Um, you don't need to feel that uh, you've got to design all of this um, in isolation. The agency has a range of guidance materials on our website. The Australian Cyber Security Centre has a lot of experts that can help you or provide guidance on how to back up and restore your files. And there are many peak bodies out there as well, like the Royal College of Australian General Practitioners that offer guidance, run events, and and many others in pharmacy and other parts of the health sector that are all there to help professionals to keep this data safe. Some final thoughts from you, Ben. Oh, thanks, Andrew. In addition to having a sound backup system in place, which we've discussed, it's which data how often, what device you're storing it on and where are you keeping it. I think it's really important to have your procedures in place there and a continuity plan which covers all the critical operations in your business. And that continuity is really your go-to guide when something goes wrong. Thanks, Ben. Brianna? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Uh, just to add to what's been um, mentioned already, I think um, it's also important to consider who in your organisation is responsible for backup data safe- safety. So really identifying and assigning those roles and responsibilities within your organisation. If you are an organisation who has decided you need to back up daily or more frequently than that, it's more than likely that there's going to be more than one person that is responsible for ensuring the quality of those backups. So um, don't just leave it to your IT uh, providers or your external IT providers. Think about that physical off-site backup and who is managing that. Really make sure that your roles and responsibilities are reflective of what works in your organization. And no two organizations will be the same. Um, Think about what works for you and your staff and your team and the data that you have to protect in your organization and tailor a policy and a procedure around what works for you. If, If you use an external IT provider, Uh, have that conversation with them, discuss with them um, the information that is being backed up if it's something that happens in the background or if you've automated um, to be backing up to the cloud. Talk to them about that information. Ask them what exact data is being saved, how frequently and what the process would be to getting that back and make sure you have written agreements that stipulates all this information with those external IT providers as well. Those would be my main tips. Thanks, Brianna. And a final word from you, Greg? Yeah, I think I'm going to step outside the uh, square a little bit here and talk a bit more about uh, personal uh, backups. Uh, We talked about the fact of losing stuff on your own devices and that, but uh, come back to the role of uh, e-safety. We're really trying to encourage all Australians to have uh, and develop safe practices online. Well, thank you to my panel, Stephen, uh, Brianna, Greg and Donna. Thank you for that wonderful insight into backups today. 
Uh, obviously, if you're looking for more information, there were some websites that, that were mentioned during the podcast. You can head to the Australian Digital Health Agency website for some resources there, as well as the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners and the Australian Cyber Security Centre. Um, there's also resources online for those backups. Um, thank you for joining us on behalf of the Australian Digital Health Agency. We'll catch you next time.